Welcome to the Latchkey Sibs. This is the podcast that challenges three siblings to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet and one film at a time, criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I'm your host and the youngest, Gray Baker. I'm Holland and I'm the oldest. I'm Allegra. And if you're a bird, I'm a bird. <laughs> Low hanging fruit. It's my favorite one. <laughs> All week I've been going, if I'm a bird, you're a bird. If you're, you're a bird, bird I'm a bird. bird. <laughs> I've just been saying it. I'm like, oh. and then they go see geese, and he's like, look, birds. I'm like, I think I wrote it on my notes. The birds reminded him of her. Because she's free. Yes. Because she's flighty. <laughs> <laughs> she has a murderous temper like a goose. <laughs> Or like crows. <laughs> yeah, when I when crows. I saw them, when I saw them, like just surrounded by all those geese, I'm like, no fucking way would I do that. <laughs> would I feel safe? I don't care how. I'm like, yeah, I don't care how pretty it is. That is a terrifying experience because <laughs> geese are fucking pricks. They're assholes. Yep. Um. Yeah. Well. What we do here each week is uh, one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued, while the other two score it based on five specific categories. Each week's score will be added up, and at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points will be labeled master of the remote control, while the loser will be forced to do some sort of punishment. This week is the final week of our Latch Key to My Heart valentine's day romance movie themed month and it has come to me to defend and i drew the notebook mm-hmm. <laughs> now great remind me have you seen this movie before no i had seen what i found out when i watched this i had seen maybe 15 <laughs> cumulative minutes um just sporadically throughout the movie but like not a lot. I'll sh- I'll I'll let you know in my pre-watch. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> so this movie is a 2004 Nicholas Sparks film, based on the 1996 novel of the same name. Um, the summary is: a poor yet passionate young man falls in love with a rich young woman, giving her a sense of freedom, but they are soon separated because of their social differences. I didn't do the full storyline from IMDb, <laughs> just the quick summary, because once again, it just goes into mind-numbing detail about every part of the movie. That's fair. <laughs> we don't need I'm to like, do that. <laughs> just watch it. I don't know. <laughs> um, this came out in 2004. So, oh yeah, Gray, do you want to give yes. us the official release date? Yeah, so it came out June 25th, 2004. So Holland was 12. Allegra was nine and I was seven. Um, I very clearly did not see this in theaters. (laughs) Um, 
having only seen 15 minutes of it. Um, I don't. Yeah. I don't I think mean, I ever saw this in theater. This was. No. I feel like this was on like TBS. This was on TV all the time, and I feel like. I don't remember how, like, successful it was, like, when it was in theaters. Like, I guess, Gray, you could also let us know about that, like, in the trivia section. But this, I feel like this... Yeah, it, it, it's, it was kind of a cult, Yeah, like, I hit. feel like this, like, maybe really took off, like, once it came out on DVD and was, like, on TV all the time. And it became just, like, something that people would watch, like, over and over and over again. And just like to cry, basically. <laughs> um, I do have two recorded. I have a recording from both of our parents. So oh, and rare. Um, and like I guess I'll show you. I'll just play them. So, Dad, we Allegra and I actually got dinner with him this week. So my recording is taken in a noisy Korean barbecue restaurant, but I think you can hear it. So I will play it for you <laughs> right now. And the barbecue was pretty good. Movie. I saw it. Uh, I was surfing. Surfing? Oh, on the channel. Sur- channel surfing, yeah. And <laughs> and so it caught my attention. And what I remember when I saw it, I thought it was a very, it, it was a great movie. It, okay. Yeah. I, re- I really did like it. It was touching and seeing the, you know, the past and the present and then the kind of the reveal at the end, like, oh my gosh, that, that was that couple experienced it and he's trying to communicate with his dementia wife <laughs> thank you <laughs> so that's what i have from dad <laughs> wow i didn't know that dad had ever seen this movie um he actually i think he even elaborated after or either i don't know off recording that he thinks that he saw it really early on and then, like, it later blew up. And he was like, wait, I saw that, like, months ago. And now everyone's talking about it. Like, I can't remember. Like, he suspects that after he saw it on TV and it became very popular, it went back to theaters. I don't know if that happened, but who knows? But that's how Dad remembers it. I didn't see it on the Wikipedia, but I don't know. It's possible that local theaters decided to just have showings of it. Maybe. Um, so, and I'll just play Moms now. Um, I hate the notebook. I there is no way I could sit through that movie again. It is so painful. It is a series of cliches, and I feel like every girl, particularly Gray's age, maybe I just knew about the girls in Gray's class, seemed to just watch the notebook as a weekly ritual. Um, thumbs down. On the notebook. So two very conflicting opinions. <laughs> very conflicting. And honestly, did not expect that. Um, Mom was right that every girl around my age was like obsessed with this. I feel like movie. every girl in our gen, like a lot of girls in our just general generation, I think, were just like super obsessed with the notebook. I mean, the more I watched the yeah, notebook, and that- the more I was like, Oh, right. This movie was a phenomenon. Yeah, it was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's really funny because that definitely added to, like, all of my hesitations to watch this movie. Mm -hmm. Because it was just like, when I was in high school, I'm like, oh, it's just like the ultimate chick flick. Yeah. (laughs) 
fuck the notebook. But one thing I always remember, and I remember being okay. I'll just I'll just lay out the uh, the scene. It's like seventh, maybe early eighth grade. I'm just perusing on MySpace, <laughs> and I see on somebody's bulletin board yeah. on their page. Or maybe it was like even by the point where there were like suggestions to add to your bulletin board where you could just like peruse and be like, oh, I like that one. And I just saw and it was just a, a text box that said like, what if a car comes, we die? And I was like, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, that's heavy metal. You know, I'm like, hell yeah. And so I put it on my bulletin board and then like. I think someone in my class, like, like a, I think it was a girl, was like, oh, my God, like, you've seen The Notebook? And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, that's... And I'm like, oh, my God, no way. And then I took it off because I was like, I can't be known to Have to be, to be like, to like you know, the endorsing notebook. The Notebook. Yeah. And so I always remember that just so specifically. And then I didn't see the movie for another, like, five years probably. And yeah, I was just channel surfing and I'm like, you know what, fuck it. And then I think I got distracted or whatever. So I just never finished it. Um, yeah, I mean, this was but, like, aside from, I guess for our generation, this was like the, one of the biggest like Nicholas Sparks movies. And I dare I say oh yeah. this was the, like, there had been Nicholas Sparks movies in the past. Like, I think that Message in a Bottle movie with Kevin Costner. Yeah. And then A Walk to Remember was, like, maybe the first one that was really, like, targeted toward, like, our generation. Maybe, like, a little earlier. But I don't... But that came out, like, a couple years even before The Notebook. But I think... I feel like after The Notebook came out, then it was, like, there was a Nicholas Sparks movie, like, every fucking year. Yes. I remember Miley Cyrus and Channing yes. Tatum and Zac Efron were all in one. Yeah, and uh, like Julianne Huff and Josh Duhamel were in the one where like Robin from How I Met Your Mother is like a ghost. Spoiler alert for that movie, sorry, but like, like there then there was just like a barrage of Nicholas Sparks movies. But I wait, which which movie? Safe Haven. Haven. I think that's what. Yeah. It's called. So I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at Nicholas Sparks's film credits of all the <laughs> movies that were you know uh turned to screen and say so, yeah, i was message in a bottle walk to remember notebook knights and rodanthe oh yeah rodantha that was like older people yeah dear john yeah, that was Channing the Tana. last song miley the lucky one that was zach Efron. safe haven julian the Huff. best of me <laughs> i don't remember which one was the best of me that might have been yeah i don't know either backlash like people being sick who's in that one it sounds that was it was 2014 um and it is let me look it up i've never even heard of it i don't think oh it's Um, james marsden again james marsden and michelle monaghan monaghan oh Uh, my god we'll get into that Oh yeah, I definitely never. The saw longest this one. ride, and then the choice. I haven't heard any from the best of me. Longest ride and the choice. Those are the three most recent ones. I think I must have just checked out nope. at that point. The longest ride stars Scott Eastwood and Britt Robertson. I've never heard of that. 
I just remember. I don't. I've never even heard of either of those people. With, with every with every popular fad, uh, like the sparkling, there is a there is a backlash. The just, sparkling is that what you're calling the Nicholas w- Sparks phenomenon? Phenomenon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I just remember suddenly people were just like. Why are all his book covers white people kissing in the rain? And I'm like, <laughs> that's because what's all of his books are, and they all take place in like the South, basically too. Yeah. And I remember people being like, "This guy racist." I don't know. I don't. I'm not here to make any claims about Nicholas Sparks the person. But I remember once once people made the white people kissing in a rain uh, accusations of like. I feel like there has been Sparks backlash, but like I don't know enough. I don't know enough the extent of that, of, like, why, other it's than, like, oversaturation. Just, yeah, it's probably just a tale of oversaturation and people getting... Oh, wait, no, it. here. It says, it even says uh, in his Wikipedia personal life, uh, Sparks why? is known by Allegra to be a fat-ass racist. <laughs> oh, well, wow. So there we have it. No, yeah, I feel like it's. I think it's probably just backlash because he was so oversaturated. Yeah, yeah. that makes um, sense. But I mean, you know, this was. I mean, of all of these movies, this is the only Nicholas Sparks movie I've ever seen. Oh wow! Um, you haven't seen A Walk to Remember? As, I don't think. I should have so. put that on my list for this draft. I wasn't I, even thinking of I it. Really considered it. I He's very Christian. Yes. Um, he's been accused of racism and homophobia, and he's made anti-gay comments in 2013 emails and has apologized for it. The 2014 movie is the one you'd never heard about, so maybe there really was like a yeah a a reckoning. Yeah, Nicholas Sparks. I don't know. Well, there was. So I mean, I don't know how uh how much this coincides, but it looks like. For the most part, every other Nicholas Sparks movie adaption was like a big box office hit. It was—it's literally like every other one. It goes like 118 million to 47 million for *Walk to Remember*, and then *The Notebook* bumps back up to 115. Then *Knights in Rodanthe*, *Rodanthe*—that doesn't sound right. It's *Rodanthe*. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Then Knights and Rodanthe, it dips a little bit to 84 million, and then Dear John bumps it back up to 114, and then the last song, 89, then 99, then 97, and then Best of Me, 35. Mm. Longest Ride, 62. The Choice, 23. Yikes. Like it really yeah, starts yeah, to it starts trend to downward. Out. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah, the last with, song didn't do better because I, I remember that movie being big, but it, I was the also. The last song, it still did there, do well. It got, yeah. it got 90. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was eighty nine million, That's which still was decent, was. but like I feel like Miley was 20. controversial at the time. That's true, but like her and Liam Hemsworth's relationship was like everywhere when that movie was coming yeah, out. Yeah, maybe they like that one. On that set. one also became maybe again. That one maybe cult. also became like a cult yeah. because of the yeah, like after. You know the response, the reception. I was of also it. in the exact target demo for that movie when it. I think it came out like 2010, right? 2009, 2010. I want to say. Um, yeah, 2010. Yeah, so I was like a senior in high school when that movie came out. So I definitely saw that one in theaters. You're just like. 
Well, one of these summers I'm gonna go to like a horse ranch and fall in love. It wasn't a horse ranch. It was like again, like the beach in like North Carolina, and she meets a rich. It's basically like The Notebook, but like not as dramatic. <laughs> There's a cancer storyline in that Mr. one though. Has- well, he goes back to over and over. True, and it's over just, again. it's just like a Mad Libs at this point of it's, but like it always takes place somewhere in like North Carolina or South Carolina, and there's always got to be like a class discrepancy, and probably like parents who don't approve. I think that's one that he throws in sometimes, but not all the time, like maybe throw in like a sickness here and there or a death. Or I don't know, like there's would a lot love, of overlapping love, love elements. To create a Nicholas Sparks Mad Lib. <laughs> I would like the three of us to create our what is our <laughs> Nicholas Sparks <laughs> So, what's really funny is, and this will be the last thing I want to talk about uh, before we move on to the actual movie at hand. But I was just I'm on his Wikipedia, and he was born in Omaha, Nebraska. Went to Notre Dame. So, like, where does his, like, love of... The South the come from? Antebellum South come from. God, yeah, that's also problematic. <laughs> I know the fact that the dream house in the notebook is a plantation and no one questions it. I'm like, ooh. Or how every single black person in this movie is in a service role mm-hmm. serving white people. Other than, like, the people they, like, have that little... Party, party at the, at the point. <laughs> like the, it's like the Titanic uh, steerage party, but like at uh, Noah's house. <laughs> Let's get into our pre-watch notes. Um, enough about Nicholas Sparks's personal life. We have to up top so we can move on. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. So yeah, pre-watch notes. Um, I will just, you know, before we get into... Just diving into the movie, I just will say, I really was not looking forward to seeing it. <laughs> okay. Explain. Yeah. He had the same expectations for Dirty Dancing, so I'm. That doesn't mean anything. Um, <laughs> well, so I, I just want to kick off with mine because I know I know the least. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it just starts with um, something about lying in the road. Uh, <laughs> I think they. F- I think they fuck on a porch or something, um, and then one wrote letters to the other, and they didn't know about the letters or something. Um, rain kiss, and then Ryan Gosling stomps someone in an elevator and drives off along the California coast. <laughs> what? That's drive. Drive. <laughs> never seen drive. I must have been like feeling silly when I wrote these because I think I was. I think I might have been high. I don't. I think I was. Bef- like, like when you were on the come down. Notes. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, Legra. Okie dokie. Mine are kind of long. So I definitely have not seen this movie since high school. So I was like, it's a romance movie, sort of a period piece. I want to say the 40s. If you're a bird, I'm a bird. <laughs> Rich girl falls for poor boy. Mom drives them apart. They spend years away from each other. He writes her every day, but she doesn't know. He builds her dream house and gets on the news, and that's how they reconnect. They become old, and she has dementia, and they die in each other's arms. All right. Yeah, mine is Noah and Allie start as enemies, but become lovers in the 40s. I thought 
they started out like way more antagonistic than they did. Her family is rich and probs racist, lives on a plantation, question mark, and don't approve of Noah. They break up for some reason and she leaves for college. He writes her every day for a year, but her mom steals the letters. Years past, he's hella sad with a beard and has built dream home. She comes back engaged to James Marsden, but it's not over. It still isn't over. Rain kiss. Back together. All of this in Old Man's Notebook. It's Noah reading to Allie with dementia. I was kind of high when I wrote my pre-watch notes. <laughs> Man, I should have just read your summary <laughs> instead of the IMDb one. <laughs> well, now, now all of our listeners have a good summary. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, there we go. Watching this movie. Yeah, I, so, yeah, I... Oh, boy. This movie... Um, just when I thought this month couldn't get any more hectic or just divisive, <laughs> it turns out, uh, and just a roller coaster of bad movie to good movie and whatnot, this movie comes in and totally redeems itself. <laughs> Does Gray love this the notebook? This movie is so fucking great. Oh my god. I was trying to really downplay it the whole first part of this podcast. I honestly had no idea what you thought about it. Genuinely could never guess. Oh my god. Dude, I... Even while being a little stoned, I hardly took notes. I literally took one, two, three, four, five, six, seven notes because I was just sucked in. Wow. <laughs> You succumb to the sparkling. Literally, just seven bullet points. Normally, <laughs> normally, I, I'll take like a page and a half of notes, if not more. But I, dude, this, yeah, I just like no notes. Wow. 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 I don't even know where to begin. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I do want to start out. Well, let's begin we with your scores, with the and then HBO we'll jump in problem. from there. Okay, let's address this. Right now, because I also yeah, you guys said the HBO problem. I have no idea. I don't. I don't know what to expect. HBO otherwise. has an edited version of this movie. They cut out the, the very end minutes of this movie. I found a Reddit Wait, post what? about it. They cut out the last two minutes of this movie, and so I found it on YouTube, and I want to. So watch did I watched Gray. it too. <laughs> I want to send it to Gray. And well, Gray, I want well, here I can share my screen. Well, will I cry again? Um, I don't know. Maybe because you already know it's happening. Because I literally, because so, I okay. cried. We have to oh, I weep every no, no, time I watch this movie. I hang on. I I wept. It's this I one, wept. I literally, no, 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 no. I watched it no, already. You have to watch the one uploaded by Jay Hunt. That one. You have to watch that one specifically because that's the one I watched, and you have to share. No, hang on. No, this is Great. mine. Is mine? No, that one. Allegra, I swear. Okay, we had the same experience. No, the Let video me... I watched is better. Okay, is there like a freaking troll at the end of no, it or something? No, the scene. Hang on, Gray. I'm gonna. Sk- <laughs> I'm gonna share. All right, cut the game. I'm watching this. Wait, I was gonna share my screen so we could all do it together. Okay, perfect. Does that mean that the the listeners are gonna know our little lingo about cut the game? <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> okay, Greg, can you see my screen? Yeah. I still think mine is... Okay, so... Okay. We have to talk... 
talk about the repercussions of HBO cutting this out of the movie. But we'll so, okay. Yeah, I guess so. We'll show Gray the screen and then we'll explain it. Original music, Jay Hunt. Oh, God. I knew this was going to be a troll of some it's kind. It's not a troll. I don't hear... I don't hear any sound. You don't need it. But do you see? You don't need the sound. It's the next Yeah, one. I'm watching. I'm watching. Okay. The nurse is like, oh, they're dead. Close up of their faces. <laughs> I don't know if it's lagging or if it really is just that slow. This feels like a troll. It's not a troll, Holly. It was just hilarious that there was like a... They uh, slowed down the end of this. <laughs> Okay. Okay. It's not supposed to be this comically right, slow. No. Is is the Hang on, let me show you is the, the J is the J Hunt original score of this part like no. no, I think it's just so it doesn't use the copyrighted music. Let me show you just so you have the context, because you Wait, saw this you part. Did you share audio when you shared your screen? No, I don't know how to do that. Greg, can you see it? It's fine. It's fine. I remember this part. I'm just gonna fast forward. So they're talking because this part's sad because he's when he's talking about yeah. how our love can do anything and it's gonna make me cry again. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, and then they and then it just fades. So this is what it's supposed to look like. Okay. <laughs> All right. So everyone understands what we're talking about. In the HBO <laughs> version, the movie ends when they're like going to sleep. Or At nighttime. And, but here's the really, really big implication. She's like, what happens when I stop remembering? And he's like, I'm just going to keep reading to you until one of us dies. And then the movie ends with this horrible notion that like they're going to be this poor man is just going to keep having his heart broken over and over and over and over again when in actuality they died each other's arms that night so that they never have to live through that miserable prospect and they can just be happy and together in death yeah and also it's also comes immediately after like do you think our love will let us like go together like, I think she literally says that. And he's like, I think our love can do anything or whatever. And Yeah, I think I remember. So, yeah. so I know HBO what you're saying. Cuts. I, I literally wrote down in my notes. Do I have a Mandela effect of remembering them actually dying in the I, bed? I had that too. Or am I confusing it with Titanic? That was such an ambiguous ending. I was so confused. I was like, is this an after credit scene where they wake up the next morning? I could have sworn they died each other's arms. And then, so like that happened last night. And then a couple hours later, Allegra texted and was like, oh my God, HBO Max. And I was like, what? And she's like, did you watch it? And then I was like, wait, she had the same exact experience as I did. So then I found a Reddit thread that... <laughs> HBO Max ruined the ending of the notebook. Spoilers. Netflix did this first years ago. Yeah, so the so um it says they cut out the scene at the end where they died in each other's arms for some reason. On the bright side, I didn't cry this time, but still a very dissatisfying ending. And someone else answered this is not HBO Max ruining the ending. This is the version of the film they were supplied. Netflix UK had the same ending. There's two different endings to this movie. Some say this ending is more in line with the book. The one you're referencing is the alternative ending. And then there's like so many comments that are like, I was pissed when I was watching. I'm going to read you a couple because all of them have the same theme of, 
I was pissed when I watched it and it didn't have the final scene. I want, this is in all caps, I wanted the gut-wrenching tears. I find it cathartic because sometimes I just want to cry it out and it's not the same without the full ending. I'm still mad about <laughs> it. And it's like, my girlfriend and I just watched it. We felt like this ending was poor judgment. The normal ending was a big part of the story. We feel robbed. And I feel like I saw a couple that were like, I just wanted to cry and they ruined it. <laughs> so Gray, how do you Yeah, I so I mean, here's the thing. To me, it made the ending more gut-wrenching and sad. Yeah. And less like there was less closure. Yeah, it made I hated it just it. like more like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> what? It was Whereas so the end you just showed me. Obviously, I don't have like all of the context of having just watched it and all of the, my feels up in you know my yeah. throat, but I it it just gave it more closure. Like the, what you just descri- what both of you just described were like. The ending they gave us was basically like, we are going to live in this purgatory of like torture yeah. until one of us dies. And then the, the real ending is like, no, the, the torture ends now. We're with each other. We remember each other in our last moments. Exactly. And we can end on a high note. Yeah. yeah. Because boy, oh boy, did I weep like a little baby I cry at the end of this movie every single fu- do we want to get into the tears because i feel like we have to. let's get into movie. pre-watch oh, let's pre-watch. just get into the pre or pre-show oh, pre-score. Pre-score, pre-score okay yeah and then we'll get into it okay i could be okay i'm probably gonna be argued up but let's see okay nostalgia i have a nine because i forgot like I, there were definitely things i haven't seen this in a really long time but like still very high nostalgia Six, interesting. Okay. Six, wow. And is that including? Is that including just like the culture around the sparkling that you just coined, <laughs> sure and like the Notebook being the like, movie? I think the score could get a little higher, but not too much higher. We'll okay. See. Sit. Okay. Sit through. I have a seven. Uh, but I could be argued. Wow. Okay. I had a six. I pegged at a ten for me. <laughs> Romance for sit through. Romance, I also have a seven, but again, I could be argued. I could be argued up. What? I can be argued up. I also have a seven. Hold up, I also wow. have a seven. I also have a seven. And then can I follow? Hold on, hold on, hold okay. on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> so seven, and then hold up. You guys both have sevens? Yeah. And then can I follow? I Jesus, guys. I have a nine. I will explain why, but I have a seven. For can I follow? Yeah. Okay, interesting. I thought it was pretty straight. Guys, forward, are you kidding me? I have me? a nine. <laughs> well, I just mean all these sevens. Like, <laughs> what? I Guys. I'm letting you know. I also just did my scores like before we recorded and not immediately after I watched. So I can, I, I'm very flexible. I'm open to being argued up. I'm, I'm letting you know about. I guess this is where all right. I, I out of the closet and let you know that I've never cried while watching this movie <laughs> last night. I think, have I told the story on the podcast already? Maybe not, but just go ahead and tell it. Again. I think so. Where you were like, you're heartless if you don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> let me set this, we're at dad's house. I'm on the couch and Holland is in that chair, like a little bit ahead of me. So Holland can't see me. I'm not in your peripheral. And she is crying her fucking face off. And she, like Holland sat me down because she's like, oh my God, you've never seen this. Let's watch it. 
You have to watch it. <laughs> and I really did think I was keeping an open mind. I wasn't like, ugh, ugh, moment. Like, I really <laughs> was like, no, let's get into it. And she turns around to check to see if I'm crying, and I'm not. And she goes, you're a monster! What is wrong with you? I'm like, no, it's a good movie. It's very sad. And she's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Do you cry at movies? Is are you a movie crier in general I, or no? I am more you guys, now this than I used to be. Okay, so maybe it was also in the this? at the time though. At the time, definitely not. Gotcha. Time, not. But you still didn't cry this time. No. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, so the part I don't understand that. I the only parts that so the parts that I cry at are all what all like when they're old, all the time. Because it's so fucking sad. Yeah. Maybe it's because we also have family history with, like, memory loss in, like, a grandparent and stuff. And, it like, I think it, like, particularly, I know that's, like, a sensitive area for me personally. I don't know how you guys feel about it. But, like, the scene, I feel like I might have teared up at one point before this scene, but I don't remember. Um, actually, okay, I think I teared up when he was in the doctor's office and he was telling the doctor, like, I'm going to keep doing this. Um, but then the part that always destroys me is when they're having their dinner and she remembers yes. and then she fucking forgets and it is so heartbreaking and I, like, I weep. Oh, my God, yes. Every time. And then, obviously, the ending that, when they're talking at the very that's end. That's the one, yeah, that's the one that really got me. And then because there was, like, not really much time between that scene and then, like, the end, it was just a constant cry. It's like the floodgates have been opened and there is no closing them at this point. We've reached a point of no return. I wept. (laughs) Yeah. And just we had a very tender moment with Meg where I'm like, I am never leaving you. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'm... And then... Yeah, and oh my god, uh, and when, me, and like, when he it, opens the notebook after like that episode, and it's like her handwriting saying like, "Read this to me, and I'll come back to you." Ah, that again. Yeah. More tears were flowing after I read that, and it's just it just yeah, like carries you through oh. to the end of the movie where you're just like, tears streaming down my face. Yeah. Sorry. Can yeah. I go for it. What were you gonna say? Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, this movie, like, by the, after, this was a perfect movie to watch, like, the week leading up to Valentine's Day, because <laughs> I'm not a big, like, sappy, like, you know, grand gesture, you know, like, I, I like to do cute things, obviously, and romantic things for my fiance, but <laughs> it may, it definitely, like, put a spark, lit a fire under me to be like, no, I'm going all out, <laughs> like... I have to show her how much I, I, I can't build her a fucking house right now. So like I gotta I gotta start with baby steps. I don't have the grip strength to hang on a Ferris wheel for a minute and a half. So like I gotta I gotta work with what I have at this moment. Yeah, yeah. Dude, this movie. Okay, let just. I, I love the, the the evolution of my notes. Because, <laughs> Like I said, I kind of started pretty uh, skeptic, skeptical. Skeptical. 
I guess, or, you know, like, it definitely, like, had to win me over. And so I'm just like, wow, this intro sequence is fucking long and very slow. <laughs> where it's just, like, this, you know, slow music with, like, the the water and the dude rowing and, like, birds flying. <laughs> and yep. I'm like, this is three and a half minutes long. Yep. And then my next note was, wow, this Ferris wheel scene does not hold up that well. Yeah, no. Um... And then I said, hey, it's Turtle from Entourage. <laughs> it's E. And then, and, then I, and then I don't write another note for like 40 minutes. <laughs> it's also, I want to just say, it's not Turtle, it's oh, E. Oh, shit. It was, it's not Turtle, it's E. I'm so stupid. That shows you how much I'm like an Entourage fan. I watched it through once and was like, and that's enough. The least yeah, same. 1940s dude I've ever fucking seen. He from Entourage. Like, that was my big trouble while watching this movie. Like, I went in being like, I want to get into a romance movie. I want to believe in love. I want to know love is real. Like, I want to get into this movie. But there were, I struggled at times. Like, there were times where I was like, ooh, Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling get better at acting, but they're suffering sometimes to <laughs> act believable. Like, when she's in the ocean and they're just, like, frolicking, you can tell the director was like, be whimsical, you're falling in love, you're young and in love, and she's just in the water like, woo! Ha! Woo! And I'm like, honestly, if we couldn't hear her voice, it could maybe be believable. But instead, she's like, what if I was a bird? And I'm just like, Jesus. To be fair, okay, wow. I'm gonna, I just I'm did gonna not come to defense pick up just on that. a little bit in that she is supposed to be 17. I know, but oh my God. Abby and 17 so year olds? Oh, uh, yeah. I think, I think Rachel McAdams is a very good actress. And I think she's playing a very believable teenager in the beginning. Of, I, let me finish in the beginning of this movie. And that, I mean, I also had a hard time like, she's a lot. But I'm like, she's but it feels accurate. And I know, and like, you've seen Rachel McAdams do better. Yeah. And, I, and I also think the diet, like the, the writing in that scene was also just like so cheesy that it's like, they were doing the best with what they were given. You know what that scene reminds me of? There's like a meme going around right now where it's like my girl's crying because when she asked me if I was a worm, would you still love me? And I said no. Like, <laughs> just yeah. Just one of those like stupid teenage things. Yeah. Like I get that. I just find also Alex very obnoxious. I do. She is obnoxious. Also, I do know that. Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams hated each other initially. What? I thought they dated. And then they dated oh, after. So yeah. They were enemies to lovers. They were I guess they were enemies to lovers in real life and that's why I thought it was like that in the movie too. But they didn't I mean they had they definitely fought in the movie. Because that's how romance begins, duh. And also, okay, so also if we're going to talk about problematic that parts That is how teen romances are. <laughs> I will just say that. It is just all emotion and no logic and so there is it's just you're into each other but boy oh boy do you not know how to properly express it <laughs> get yeah properly express your feelings yeah so i was like accurate i don't think that that takes away from like hold up ability because i don't think 
Because I think it was accurate. Let me and then, be, okay, you know, no, even when let, he said, like, it's very, hard. We have to work on it every day, but I want to do that. And I'm like, that's love right there. Not, no, like, yeah. I hate you, but I'm going to work on it. But the part where it's like. I don't think they hate this, each other. I, I want to be very clear with what I'm meeting with my criticism. It wasn't all the time. Like, there were scenes where I was like, I'm in, I'm engaged, I'm with it. And there are scenes where I'm like, like, they're, like, when they're fighting, when she's, like, screaming at her parents, like, Daddy, I love him, but Daddy, I love him. And, like, <laughs> they come outside and they fight. Like, I believe this. This feels like teens struggling with, like, emotions they don't know how to express and things that feel too big for them. I think that scene was done really well. The beach scene... You're a bird, I'm a bird. Not so much. Like, that's just what I'm talking about. The quality just like seesaws a bit throughout the movie. And so I had I had moments where I was really in and I had moments when I was really out. That's fair. Because I think I too was like maybe a little too self-aware at points during this movie where I like laughed at how cheesy it was. <laughs> it doesn't mean I did not enjoy the entire experience, but like. I, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's just because it's such an iconic scene, but, like, the rain scene is just, like, such... It's, like, the cheesiest point in the movie. Okay. I have to be <laughs> honest. Like, I enjoyed that scene. I, I mean, like, I do, too. I didn't quite get to the part where I was like, yes, pure romance! But I was like, this is effective. But, like, again, I, I haven't seen this movie in a really long time, but when he goes, it's not over for me... At the exact same time, I'm going, it still isn't over. Like I said, it with it. It's because everybody it. knows that scene. The person I was with laughed yeah. a really I hard. knew that scene. <laughs> but I'm like, I forgot this scene existed, but as it was happening, it still isn't over, like erupted out of me from the ether. I think I, so, I definitely quoted it in that moment as well, because it's just like, so you have to. While, while I don't agree with your take on the seesaw of acting chops, I think that could very much just be chalked up to the, the script. I did have the thought during the, uh, if you're a bird, I'm a bird scene, where like, he said that, and then Meg was like, that's that's the line, that's like, you know, one of the most iconic lines from this movie, and I in my head I was like, that, really, like that? Okay, we have another just because I was like nobody puts baby in because, a corner discrepancy situation. Exactly. Well, but the thing is, is I do think the more iconic lines were the rain scene where it's like, I wrote you every day for a year. Yeah. Yep. It's not over. It still isn't over. Like those are like the more iconic lines. Yeah, those are very but popular lines. I just, I just remember being like, yeah, those are like icon worthy. Whereas the if you're a bird, I'm a bird. I'm just like. Yeah, all right. I like, honestly okay. think that maybe became such an iconic line because of how stupid it is. Yeah, I don't think that I don't, was a romantic, I think it was... I, it's, it's infamous. I think famous. it Yeah, I think it was always just because it's stupid. I don't think ever, anyone was like, if you're a bird, I'm... I mean, in, so, like, in some parts, it is kind of cute because he's like, well, if you're a bird, I'm a bird. I love you. Like, I'm going to stay with you. But it's also out of context. It just sounds so stupid. Stupid. I mean, in context, it sounds stupid, too. I love it because it's stupid. Yeah. But, like, hey, <laughs> listeners, if you ever have a significant other who's like, if I was a worm, would you still love me? The correct answer is, if you're a worm, I'm a worm. Exactly. <laughs> 
say you're a bird. I did like that point when she was like gearing up with like her wings and she's like, say you're a bird. That I thought that was funny. So forced and fake to me <laughs> that I was like, ugh. But I mean, I I was also like, you, an incredible You don't get it. <laughs> I don't believe a teen would do this. I just don't think it'd be very charming. I think it'd, I'd get third-hand embarrassment watching this, which I am. <laughs> well, but also, uh, Noah seemed like he was also kind of embarrassed by it in that moment. He was very reluctant. Yeah. And then she, like, jumped on him, and then they just had, like, a, they shared a little moment. And he's like, well, I mean, obviously, I still love you. Like, if you're a bird, I'm a bird. But, like, I'm not flapping my wings and joining you in, at your energy. <laughs> um. But yeah, there, there were definitely oh God, moments. So good. I will say though, the part that detracts from my does it hold up is how manipulative he is in the in his like Courtship. pursuit. Yeah, in the court. He's courting. Yeah, like that. I mean, that's like it is such a trope of the genre of the time of too. like of like the boys so persistent and that means he just really loves you but like in actual practice it's like yeah she should be reluctant because this is not cool and she's saying no and he's still continuing which like it's not like I'm not docking it too much for that but like in hindsight you're like wow this starts out really like manipulative and he even like yeah even like on their first date he's kind of like wow I just thought you were free. And I'm like, I, shut I, up, I, Noah. He's like, lie down in the street. And she's like, no. And she's like, I don't want to lie down in the middle of the street. And he's like, wow, you know, that's your problem? You don't do what you want. I'm like, you presume to know what she wants? <laughs> like, is it not listening to you mean she's not listening to other people? What is this paradox? Yeah, I mean, it's like, I under, I just, I think it was a very clunky way to set that up. Where it's like, that is true about her character where she does like that's like one of her main things is what is like she's always thinking about what everybody else wants above what she yeah, wants but it was just kind of like the way that that was set up has not aged well yeah. <laughs> you know it's like you may be right but this isn't the way to go about exactly it. <laughs> exactly like the movie wants it to be like he's helping break down those walls and to me, it was like, I feel like this set of unrealistic expectations as a teenager where I'm like, I'm shy and awkward, but if someone really likes me, they will just be this forceful and direct with their feelings. And if no one is this clear with their intentions, then they, they're they not interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't think we can... I'm not faulting the movie for that too much just because it is such a trope. Of the genre. I did write down, like, I don't know if, like, die-hard romance fans, like, romance genre fans like this movie, or if this is, like, the people's romance movie. Mm. Because if you're a die-hard romance fan, like I suspect our mother is, this is kind of, like, I don't know, just an experienced romance film watcher even. You're just like, there's a lot here that's uh, not... Like it's, like, it's just, like, you've kind of been, been there, done that, like, a little seen it, like, a little, you know what's happened. Like, the whole thing with the dementia thing, I think that is... I am not, I am not going to stand here and let this movie go down the same path as Shrek, <laughs> where just because it's well-known doesn't mean it's not good and means it deserves a lower score. No, this no, movie no, 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 no. is incredible. No, 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 no. Let me finish. <laughs> 
I w- was about to quote Kanye West, but that doesn't seem appropriate because <laughs> he's a big piece of shit. Um, but this movie, yeah, it has the tropes, but it also like kind of either perfects them or like is the reason a lot of these are tropes. Like, sure, a lot of this stuff is has been around for romance movies for decades, but it's also like it's the fucking notebook, and it should be respected as such, and not just like ah. We've been there, done that. Well, like you did with Shrek. Shrek I, is arguably a done. absolutely fantastic kids movie, and you guys the whole time were like reluctantly, like yeah, Gray? it's good. Hey Gray. Bleh. Hey Gray. Shrek got a ninety, so let's move on. And also it's season two, but also I don't think that's what she was saying. What I'm saying is like I was trying to rationalize in my brain why our mom may not have liked this movie, and I could see that maybe it's like oh she's rich, he's poor. That's like not A trope. Part, that's not particularly unique to romance genres. I think the dementia old people. Yeah, I think the framing device creative. of the notebook dementia thing is what like makes this movie. Yeah, it stands out, yeah. it's unique. And I do think that like and I read a lot of romance novels and I've watched a lot of romance movies. I you can do the same like framework for relationships over and over and over again, as long as the characters themselves are compelling. And I did think that there were very good parts of this movie that I thought were like, yeah, this is this is a, a chef's kiss scene right here. Like Ryan Gosling, I think, does his very best <laughs> to be this like brooding yet warm like he said like it's i feel like it's always a really tall order to be the men in romance movies you have to (laughs) to be so many things the ideal that like what women want like you have to build a woman a house that's how like that's a a woman's love language yeah yeah (laughs) you have to be a little bit of an asshole but as soon as the wall is down you're like the most cuddly and open with your feelings and emotions but he does a very good job not always of like looking at her and expressing love. Sometimes there are moments where he's looking and you can just see him thinking like, gotta look serious now. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk that up to the contacts he was forced to wear. <laughs> um, okay, hang on. Just kind of going back a little bit, I remember the other part that I cried at. It's when he's with their kids and he says that's my sweetheart in there. I'm not leaving her. Like the, when he's old. Yes. I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. That was kind of random, but I just came across that note. I, my... I did get a little no. sick of the notebook because of how popular it was, but I don't think I brought any of that into the movie on this rewatch. I just thought it was like a pretty good movie. Can we talk about how fucking dreamy James Marsden is, though? Oh my God. <laughs> and he's kind of great too because he's like, yeah, he's options. he was very understanding. Yeah, he's like so obviously, beautiful. yeah, he he's so beautiful, but his character too, yeah, charming, very understanding, was and like, charming. The way I see it, I got three choices: one, I can shoot him; two, I can kick the crap out of him; or three, I leave you. Um, you know, pretty 1940s <laughs> way of saying that. But then he says, well, that's all no good because none of those options get me to you. He's like, I understand. There's nothing I can do. 
no matter what my emotions tell me, it's not going to like, you know, yeah. like you love him. I don't want to fight over you or like have to share you or it was something like that. And he's like, so you know what? Like be with him. And I'm like, there you go. Cause at the end of There's the day, not some big confrontation. It's the confrontation with the mom. Yeah. And yeah. Cause at the end of the yeah. day, all he really cares about is her. He just loves her. He looks amazing yeah. in a freaking army uniform. And I do have, I do have at least one friend who thinks that she should have gone with James Marsden in the end. Because <laughs> I think he does make a very good case as, like, a, the alternative lover, you know? Yeah. I feel yeah. like many romance genre, like, movies can fall into the trap of, like, making the other option just, like, horrible. So it's like, well, obviously you can't go with him because he's evil. But it's like, no, you can see why she fell in love with him and why they're engaged and why she's still like struggling so much at the end and you like genuinely probably don't i mean other than the fact that you know that they end up together because old noah is reading to her but like you can still see like it being kind of a cliffhanger i definitely prefer i i i wasn't certain because i was like you know they 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 teased it a little bit here and there we're like pretty early on i'm like okay that's them but I didn't know for certain if she was going to choose Ryan Gosling or James Marsden because it was like, now these are his kids and like mm, maybe true. he's doing this because he's like, true. you know, it's like maybe she'll remember me from all those years ago. Right, right. I guess that's I true. I never knew for certain that they like ended up together forever until like pretty late. That is a very good point. point. I've seen this movie so many times that, like, I didn't even... I was like, oh, well, then obviously. Like, they showed the piano, like, an hour in, I think, is when, like, she remembers the piano. Then it's like, well, obviously. They establish that this is Allie, but they're like, they call him Duke. They say these are his kids, not yours kids. And then he kind of ends the book being like... And they also call her, like, Ms. Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, did she never change her name? Interesting for like the forties, but like, yeah. Or maybe they are just doing that so she doesn't freak out because of yeah. her memory. So I guess that's very true. Because that's very true. After Allie is saying to James Marsden, like, you know, I'm how much I don't want to leave you. So I guess, yeah, like in that moment of like when she remembers is when like it's revealed to the audience, like concretely. Ugh. Yeah, and because like you were saying, because like he wasn't by any means like a bad suitor. Yeah. You know, like because she, you know, she like still had like the only like true difference, you know, was like even with him, not that it was his fault, which I thought they did a good job of like portraying, you know, like she, she didn't find time for herself, like didn't find time to paint was kind of the, you know, allegory for like, yeah. Not allegory. Metaphor for like not having time to, you know, be herself mm-hmm. and like have to do all these things for other people and stuff like that. Like it wasn't his fault. He was just kind of a a product of that life that she had kind of already created through like growing up with her family right. and being close to her family. So like he was great. He was, you know, fantastic. But she was like, but it's just, you know, like there is still something missing. And you're like, okay understandable but at least you know they didn't just like tee up james marsden to be kind of a prick yeah which was like perfect he was totally fine yeah and i really like that 
Yeah. I like that so much more because usually when they go out of their way to make the other guy a huge asshole, it's because the main dude is also a huge asshole <laughs> and you just have to make him yeah. look better by comparison. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and Absolutely. But yeah, and I also I think Gray you mentioned this too where like at the end he was like it's going to be really hard and we really have to work on it and I really liked that moment too where it's like they're aware of how dysfunctional they can be, but it's still worth it to, like, work on it because their love is more important. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> felt like at that point. By the way, as a kid, I thought uh, Noah with a beard looked way older. Same. And looking at this, I'm just like, he looks He like still looks he, like a baby yeah, with a beard. He still his hair, um, quite frankly. I also thought that he got, like, more jacked. Me too. When he had a beard, so, which I think well, he did a little. I have, but, like... I have, I have a, uh, a, trivia. a little tidbit about okay. that. I don't, I don't need to save it for the trivia portion, but there's a reason for that. And it was because um, they filmed the later scenes, the, like, time jump scenes first with the beard okay and then uh and that was when they like weren't getting along like the actors mm. weren't getting oh, along interesting. And, didn't. and then they went back to film the the younger them scenes and where and he like lost like 20 pounds or like something to play his younger wow. self so he did okay per, like purposely like slim down for the younger scenes and that was when they, like, by that point, the two actors were, like, you know, getting, getting along. along and then eventually dated. Gotcha, gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. Honestly, like, those, like, the real-life relationship was probably good. Like, it was probably good that they didn't get along in the later scenes because they weren't as familiar with each other. And, yeah, it yeah. was more contentious. Yeah. Like, at the car scene where he's like, yeah, well, that's what we fucking do. We fight. It's like, there's still, like, it's only been, like, what, a week at most since they reconnected? <laughs> there's probably still a lot of, like... Animosity. Yeah. Like, yeah. bitterness they have to work through. Seven years of, of bitterness. Yeah. Even though they now, like, know, like, he, like, she never got the letters. and But, like, also, like, I don't know. Like, Yeah. She never came back, though, so... Yeah, she is just kind of an annoying person. Yeah. She's, like, a lot to <laughs> She's a pain with. in the ass, as he says. <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I did... I was kind of confused by the mother's, like, full story arc. Um, because, like, you know, she... She went and showed her, you know, like her summer fling from all those years ago. Yeah. And then, you know, but it was like, and here are the letters. I kept them this whole time. Like, it, I don't know. It was just like very much contradictory, like flipped on its head immediately. And I don't know. I thought like, I don't know if anything, there maybe should have been more scrutiny during the later part or more forgiveness during the earlier part like something to at least kind of connect the change of heart a little bit marry them was, to each other was, a little bit I'm more for me as well. yeah that it, i don't think that was executed well i have a feeling it might be like maybe she stole the letters so that Allie could be heartbroken and think 
that he never did reach out to her. So it would allow her to move on because it seems like yeah. the mom hasn't totally move on, moved on because and is still kind of a piece of her is still pining because she keeps going back and like watches her old flame. And maybe she thought that by like creating theoretically a more like clean break that like she still wanted Allie to like quote unquote like make the right choice and for like what she believed would be better for her life and in order for her to do that and also not be stuck in the past like her she was gonna hide the letters so that she wasn't still like pining after this guy yeah. no yeah clear. for me okay it's the, it's the, for yeah that part was clear it was more of the yeah it was more of the like kind of final moments when like there she takes her back to Noah's right house right and then gives her the, I don't know. and speaks That's to true. her beca- and I guess I, I I guess I'm I'm kind of back and forth on it because on the one part I'm like it's just such a it's like such whiplash true, of true. what I, I felt like she was she was trying yeah what she was trying to show her like with like talking to her taking her out showing her the guy and then she comes back and basically says, like, so be with him. Even though, like, everything before that had, like, I thought just very easily built up to, like, you shouldn't be with him. Maybe. It just it was, it like, more? very contradictory it, when it came to an end. And I guess I do like it because it still left, in my eyes, her decision in the air for the audience. Because, like, I still didn't know, like... If it was gonna, if this movie was gonna end in heartbreak in that way, mm-hmm. like I didn't know if they ended up together or not. Like I genuinely didn't know, um, and so I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like it's now even more unclear to me. <laughs> um, and so I liked that part, and I guess you know, it was her whole reasoning was like, you know, I'm now giving you all the pieces to make this decision yourself. Yeah. But I didn't really follow her motivations with giving her all those pieces i guess it would have been more effective if the mom had come to see her and was like listen i've been trying to uh enforce the same beliefs that were enforced on me but i've had a change of heart so let me have you understand me a little bit better right here's my summer fling i chose your dad i don't regret it but like there's always part of me that wondered here's the letters i don't want you to make the same mistake i did or at least i want you to feel more clear about it like this yeah mom's redemption yeah but instead it's a lot more muddled she's still pissed and she's like you should still like you have to end this and then she's like but here are the letters and i'm like okay yeah 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 it wasn't executed like i think the best that it could have been i agree it's very confusing my followability (laughs) is low for me yeah i mean that's Maybe the only thing really confused... Like, what else is dinging your followability? Let me think. Um... <laughs> I don't want to ding my own movie I'm defending. <laughs> and I don't think this point is actually serious enough to do that. But why on earth would you answer a door to a house that's not yours wearing nothing but a blanket? <laughs> I know. I know. In the 40s. Walk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Martha was confusing to me. The fact that she's like, oh, Martha, I've heard so much about you. Come in. It's like, what? What? Why would you? What? 
Like, I, I'm cool for you to be kind to other eh, women. I don't I, know. I feel like Martha and Noah's relationship was, it was always pretty upfront about, like, yeah, I'm in it, love with another woman, and it's not you, and I'm never going to be that guy for you, so this is the only thing I can offer you right now, and if that. you're cool with that, fine. If not, and we she, stop. she was also somewhat in the same boat. They were not kind of fully, using each other. But, like, you know, yeah. she, was a, she was a war widow from another town, and it was like, they both were kind of just, like, using each other for, like, some sort of, like, you know, physical touch and affection yeah but like they kind of both knew nothing was gonna and i do and i do think that she did start to develop like she at least started to care about him on some level but she but while still knowing that he was in love with another woman so that i think by the time that Allie comes around she's like and like they're so nice and it's like they have a nice evening. I think it's just like she understands. She like she already knew that he was in love with her and she's happy for him that like th- she has come back to him and she's finally seeing him happy That's and like not the part I'm confused. Well, what about. are you confused about? Why would Allie invite her inside? Cuz she's also heard about her from Noah. Like what? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I do think Martha killed I... it. Like I think her <laughs> goodbye scene was great. I just found the entire motivation behind inviting this woman for dinner was just really awkward. I don't know. But it offered closure for her character. Yeah. She wasn't just like tossed yeah. aside. Allie, the way, Allie doesn't feel emotionally yeah, the, mature enough to make that decision. Well, it's been be seven honest. years. <laughs> the way the way I interpreted it was like, yeah, they had both heard about you know, like in that time, Ryan Gosling was like, yeah, like. I've been seeing, you know, seeing this woman, but, you know, like, it's been, just lays it out. Yeah. And she's like, well, you know, like, obviously, I don't fault you for it. It wasn't, like, toxic or jealous. And she was like, no, like, she's been a part of your life. I just came here. Like, I want to get to know her. And, like, then on the other side, Martha is like, I totally understand it. Like, I thought, if anything, it was nice that it didn't, they didn't develop it into, like, a jealousy thing or like a point of contention because there's absolutely like the way that that dynamic works. There's no reason for that. And also for all intents and purposes, Allie came in and like stole this woman's dude. Like she might also just be feeling guilty and is like, I want to make sure we're on good terms because I didn't mean to like come in and mess your shit up, Martha. Like I think she's just erring on the side of also just being nice because she feels bad. Listen, it was a risky move. Lucky Martha seems to be super nice. Yeah. If Martha was a vindictive bitch, then this would have been a weird thing to do. Yeah. Um, I love my, like, 14-year-old brain, or 15, whenever I saw this movie, that it turns out, I in my pre-watch notes, I got a scene wrong. Um, they didn't fuck on a porch. <laughs> but, of course, like, one of the three things my brain remembers was... Oh, it was painting naked on the balcony. Yeah, something naked happens on a porch. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and that's just what my brain remembers. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I did remember being like, oh, why are you painting naked? Yeah. Because anyone can see you. And you at the time were like, oh, people do that all the time in the South Allegro. As if you had any fucking idea how I one people do that. in the South all the time. 
Hey, hey, hey. Have either of you guys lived in the South in the 40s? No. No. So you don't know if it happened or not. I spoke with such authority. Like, oh, Allegra, why are you being so... I think I was just annoyed with you for, like, poking holes in the movie. (laughs) I was like, shut up! We also had a similar contentious argument about Moulin Rouge in our youth as well. Or I feel like we had a similar experience where, like, the movie ended and I was weeping and you were like, that's stupid. Yeah, I did not like Moulin Rouge <laughs> when I watched it. I was like, that was so painful. And I then hated I... sitting through that. And you're, like, in tears, like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> we should have Moulin Rouge on I haven't that. seen I Moulin Rouge. Oh, damn. Wait, can we... Next year. Next year, baby. <laughs> Yeah. I still think we should have a musical. Well, okay. Month. I mean, Ooh. I, I guess. What'd you say? I think we should have a musical month. Music. June? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Music arch. I don't know. What? Did you hear that? <laughs> Any tune? Oh, you guys are out. <laughs> you guys cut out. Did you hear me? No. Yeah, you're right. I said Maisical. Maisical! Oh my god, that's so much better than Tune! No, I like Tune! Alright, I just want to... I feel like we gotta wrap wrap it up. Yeah, okay. I guess I don't know how to argue sit-throughability because it is such a subjective uh, score. But, I mean, for me, it was completely encapsulating i was drawn in i was just i i fully bought into it and i never looked back i loved it i like had to like force myself to look away from the screen to take notes and even then (laughs) they were shoddy at best i thought it was so good great i love how much you loved like all the romance, the romance movies we bought. Other, I yeah. mean, other than Neverman goes. I mean, I know that like I was. A I don't. Dad, but. I don't try to hide the fact that I'm a sap. I I just try to acknowledge the fact that I tried to hide it when I was in high school. Yeah, yeah, fair. Because I. You're your father's son. I feel like Dad's 15. a pretty big sap too. He I think as and, illustrated yeah, I mean, by the two to differing show, opinions. Dad fucking loved yeah. this movie. <laughs> Dad. And I don't think mom is. Mom, is, I think it definitely shows that, like, out of our parents, dad is the sappy one and mom is not. Mom is, is also not. someone who does not cry a lot. And no. dad cries all the time. <laughs> okay, yeah. If, I think this this is a good reason. I think here's the reason mom didn't like this movie. Mom, I oh, eagerly await your text. Um, <laughs> She likes romance movies. She does. When she likes the male actor. Mm. Hugh Grant, Colin Firth. You know, mm-hmm. I those are the first two that come Mom off my has- head. But if I feel like she because she didn't really have an attraction for Ryan Gosling, <laughs> she was like, "Nah." And then so then she allowed herself to see all the flaws in the movie, whereas she will fall in love with like a B-grade rom-com because Hugh Grant is in it. Or because, you know, some dreamy, usually British, like, you know, hunk. That's why she didn't think it's not British. (laughs) But I also think mom probably likes more of, like, a true rom-com. I think she likes it to be more funny. I'm trying to think of, like, 
than about sappy. All the DVDs and VHSs that mom has in the romance genre is English Patient. A rom- I don't know. That's the, I don't want to call it. Notting that. Hill, Nine Months. She had my best friend's wedding. Best friend's in and out. She loves In and Out. Um, so I married an axe murderer. They're all kind of they're they're, they're all definitely funny. They're, yeah, they all have irony. Like it's it's like oozing irony. There's not a I, but she likes the Titanic, right? Does, does she? she? She didn't want us to watch. I it. feel like she doesn't because all she remembers Titanic. is being pregnant. She all, every time she's like, "I was pregnant with you in the theaters. I had to go to the bathroom." And there were just girls in the bathroom just, like, crying. She's like, not. Yeah. Mom's not a sap. Uh. I guess this is me. And so I think mom mom kind of, like, rolls her eyes at the Titanic. So, like, Allegra, you're more of, like, you're more like mom. And Gray and I are maybe more like dad in, like, the romance category. Maybe. I mean, I do love dirty dancing. Yeah. But mom didn't. I, I believe she said. Maybe yeah. you've become more of a sap. Maybe like as a teen a, tween, as you a were teen not. Teen, I was like a secret sap mm. because I read like romance books and fan fiction and like anime and, and romance manga and shit all the time. But I was never like. But I was also very like, oh tomboy, don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> In yeah, internalized misogyny okay, ideals yeah. about but crying or I, something. I digress. I want to get back to my final yes. argument. <laughs> the romance... I just think the romance factor is so... D- despite maybe, like, some scenes that you may have felt were poorly written, <laughs> I still think the overarching feeling of romance was so strong. Like, so, like especially with the spliced in time jump forward where they're elderly we're like come on it is so yeah. i've adjusted like, i have adjusted deep. my scores gray it's so deep in the romance that i mean it's the romance movie like it's literally what you think of when someone says a romance a romantic movie or whatever great i think the only does thing- it hold up i you know, I think seven is probably fair. I would pro- I would personally probably put it at like an eight because the things that bring it down, I don't think are serious enough. I don't know. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say it. They, it deserves a ten because I even pointed out a couple things where I'm like, eh. But I still think I don't know. I would give it an eight. Um, I'm and then can I follow? Once again, it's pretty subjective, but like, I followed it pretty clearly. I thought, you know, like, aside from very small things, it's pretty easily explainable to, you know, keep the story moving forward. Like, Holland pointed out, like, they were teenagers, so, like, they rightfully acted pretty foolishly and childish and impulsively and, you know, rash. Mm -hmm. And then once they were older, it definitely became more of a struggle because it was like, I need to do the right thing. So, I don't know. And then nostalgia, like, come on. I know. Like I said, right, I this was, like, the shit. I think we're ready. I think we're ready. I've been wanting to kind of stop you for a while because I had already adjusted my scores, and I just wanted to say I think the only argument I kind of I think I could hear is nostalgia and why it should be higher than a six. It's <sighs> such a cultural... Like, you, you literally quoted the movie as you watched it, you know? Even though you hadn't seen it in so long, how much of it was actually a surprise to you? Is, is part of the nostalgia, so this is a serious question, is part of nostalgia 
enjoying the media property or just remembering it? I don't think so. I don't think, I it think has it's more to be. of just remembering it as a part of when your. I think about like, you know, early if you life. don't enjoy it, then that's usually where your sit through gets. Well, what I mean is, like, I remember this movie, but it's not like a. You it's, don't have. Like I guess a, that's oh, true. Yeah, nostalgia I, does. I don't have nostalgia for like things I hated. And that's true. About. Nostalgia does kind of imply. That's true. I think that's true. I think that's fair. But I also didn't hate but, it. I've always just been very neutral about it. I mean, it's your score. Whatever your truth is, is reflected in the score. I, I and I feel like nostalgia is a hard one to argue. I, I want to make sure that I'm being consistent with how we've argued nostalgia in the past. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, but So I'm genuinely asking. like, how Okay. I think it's fair that... I think nostalgia does have a positive right, final scores to it, and that it's like, yeah. I, I did increase nostalgia. Okay. To seven. I'm keeping mine at a nine. You know what? I will bump nostalgia to an eight. Okay, that's fair. I think that feels more right. It's such a huge part of culture. It had a huge moment. I didn't dislike it. Um, so it wasn't like. It wasn't even a situation like Frozen where I saw it and thought it was fine and then got sick of how oversaturated in culture it was. It was more like when I experienced it, I was like, no, I get it. I get, like, the women crying and the boyfriend being annoyed. Like, I think <laughs> this is fine and cool and fun. So, Nostalgia, Grey, 8. Nice. All right. Sit through. Sit through. 7. That's as high as I'm willing to go. I bumped mine up to an 8. Because right. I did enjoy it. I think the only thing that were deemed, was deemed is just, like, I did, I was kind of like, all right. I, like, I knew, I knew it was happening. I, I feel like it's, like, I've seen it too much type of a thing. And also just, like, yeah, some yeah, yeah. of the icky things, I guess. I don't know. I feel like it was, like, I don't know. If I could just skip to all the scenes that I know I like, that's how I would watch this movie. Right. Romance. Keeping that an eight. I bumped mine up to a nine. Well, you did have yours at a seven, Allegra, I thought. I did. I bumped it up to an eight. Uh, I, sorry, you just said keeping it. Never mind. I was just making sure I, I had the, the scores recorded right. I may have misremembered. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, does it hold up? I bumped mine up to an eight. I, I was convinced by your argument, Gray. I did seven. I think that's higher for them before. Okay. I don't remember what you had. No, it's it's the same. But all right. And can I follow? I'm keeping at a nine. I bumped up to an eight. All right. You know, I don't hate. I don't hate that. Great. What would your hypothetical scores be? Um, nostalgia, I'd probably have at like a seven or an eight. Um, sit through ability would be a ten. Romance would be a ten. Maybe a nine. Uh, does it hold up? I'd probably have at, at like an eight. And then can I follow? I'd have at a nine or a ten. Wow. So, Holland, hypothetically, you and I missed out on those scores. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like if I had chosen this movie, I might have gotten higher scores than what Gray is about to get. Yeah, that's true. Um, bonus points? Oh, yeah, for 
for sure. It's not over. It still isn't over. Like, that is the money scene. That is great. That is pure romance. That's what the people want. That's why this movie fucking kicks ass. Why people kissing in the rain done right. Uh, yeah. This yeah. wasn't over for me. Still isn't yeah. over. Yeah. Important. Sure. Important. Important. I know you thought I was gonna give a point for if you're a bird, I'm a bird. <laughs> we've. I think we've. We've tread that uh, territory enough. Um, I will give a bonus point for just like older Allie and Noah. Like they really drive the emotions, and like all of their scenes also make. All of the past scenes, just like so much more important, and yes. So I'm gonna give a bonus point just for that. Just I think you'll have to call them elderly since there is like older versions of Allie. Right, elderly uh, in like the nursing home, the, Allie and Noah. The way, the way the older, the elderly scenes, especially how the movie ended, made me feel was I want to see more of their lives together. The Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams' lives together because I'm like, because that's what love is. I want to see it once it's... I want to see the after the happily ever after Mm -hmm. before it gets to the heart-wrenching, just... Conclusion. Gruesome sadness at the end. Yeah. Yeah. They have, like, three kids. Yeah. What the hell? It just made me me long... I did love the montage of their photos together. Yeah. Sorry, I totally missed what Grace said. It made me it's long fine. for that part yeah. or something like that. That's what yeah. a good, I think a good movie experience is if you walk away and then you write your own fan fiction in your brain. About yeah, it. you like you want, it leaves you wanting more. Yeah. Yeah. You want to live in that world. So with the two extra bonus points, the notebook <laughs> comes in and closes out Latch Key to My Heart with a solid... 83. Oh, okay. 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 So what that means is Allegra's two movies that she's she's done this season have been the highest two scores that we've recorded this season. And then the two movies I've recorded have been the next highest two. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing so hot. And then Holland's <laughs> have been the lowest two. Um, Hilarious. Yeah. But I mean, but granted... It's, it's like, still the beginning, man. Whole lot of the year, right? Yeah, Allegra has a 91 and a 90. I have an 83 and an 80. And then Holland has a 72, but then it then bumps down to a 53. 53. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, so, I'm not starting off on a good foot. But hey, Marchie Kate Nash uh, is next. Tr- no yes. one's rocking 90 next month. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Although, who knows? Who knows? Someone might get in It Takes Two. That's at least in the 80s, I feel like. We will see, but let's not get ahead of ourselves because Grace has to give us trivia. Yes. There wasn't a whole lot, but I don't don't know. I think I enjoyed the ones that I saw. Um, The budget was $29 million. Box office was 117.8. Wow. (laughs) Um, And like I said, I feel like it really started to kind of get more grounding, not included in the box office with like the DVD sales. Totally. Or royalties from being played on tv yeah um so ryan gosling prepared for his role by living in charleston south carolina before filming began for two months he rode the ashley river every morning and built furniture during the day um according to nick cassavetes cassavetes um who's the director 
Uh, Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams did not get along at first, and Gosling tried to have McAdams replaced. But to improve their relationship, the director staged an intervention by bringing them into a room where they could air out all their grievances um, and work something out. And they soon patched up their differences enough to become a real life couple for some time. <laughs> um, They're both Canadian. Director, they were both born, I'm pretty sure it said like in the same hospital. Oh my God. In London, Ontario. Wow. Maybe it was just the same town, but it was. Yeah. Um, so director Nick, it's Cassavetes. I think it's Cassavetes or something like that. Cassavetes. He wanted someone, quote, unknown and not handsome to portray Noah, and therefore he cast Ryan Gosling <laughs> in the role. I um, mean, he was lesser known then for sure. I mean, I, I did feel like put Ryan Gosling on the map. Totally. I mean, I wouldn't oh, call yeah. him unattractive, but I guess like... He was kind of string beanie in the beginning, and yeah, all we had—I like feel like all like one of the like the biggest thing he had done up to that point was like Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> well, he was in. Uh, remember the Titans? Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. He was a pretty minor minor, minor though, role, yeah. but he was there. He also was. I'm looking now. Was in a TV series called Young Hercules as Hercules. So. Oh. I don't know. I, like, I mean, I'd never heard of that movie before now, so I don't know. But maybe like a like streaming um, Ryan Gosling and did not like Beard Ryan. <laughs> uh, I did not like Beard Ryan Gosling. I and I did not like the contacts. I was like, he looked so weird. Yeah, it's freaky. Like I just it just pulled me out because I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I with this honestly face? did not notice that at all. <laughs> I didn't notice I didn't notice what it was, but I was like, there's something off and I don't like it. And then I looked at the trivia and it was because he was wearing brown contacts. I'm like, that's what it was. He just looked off. The AI upscaling on my TV made this movie look very weird. <laughs> like the, the birds that fly at the beginning and the end of the movie, are those real birds? I don't know. My TV made them look like fake ass like cgi i'm pretty sure birds. they were real birds but like they, the ai made them look like fucking toy story one <laughs> birds. and when it zoomed in on his face with uh when he's just like at the car being like we gotta love each other and it's super zoomed in on ryan gosling's face his eyes were just a weird just fully brown block and i was just like what am I looking at? <laughs> That's so weird. I'm <laughs> with a lot of the things that, like, the, a lot of the editing in this movie was fucked up because of my weird robot TV. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Well, good thing you didn't um, let that affect your scores. I tried very hard to <laughs> yes. pull that against the um, movie. And just some, some trivia for the times. 2004, Facebook was founded. Top song was Yeah by Usher and Little John. 2004 so far is that we've had five movies in 2004. Yeah, so we've, the, we've been here. We've been here. Yeah, the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake halftime show, you know, I have a couple, exposure. I have a couple other trivias that I just know. Um, I didn't know that that's where the term wardrobe malfunction like came into the lexicon was from. Oh, that. the Super Bowl? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that either. Um, Super Size Me came out into our lives and into every high school health, every high school health class. Yep. 
Even though um, that a lot of that's been. And then <laughs> the season finale of Friends. Right. Um, had a two million per thirty second slot ad space. Oh wow. Which was the most expensive non sports program ad slot up to that time. I mean, wasn't it one of the most watched like series finales too? Or something? I remember watching it live. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Holland, you and I watched it live together. Yeah, at Dad's house, I right? Was at camp. <laughs> yep. And I got back, you had recorded it, and I was like, no spoilers. <laughs> Um, I also know that Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams won like the best kiss at the MTV movie awards for this. And it was oh, like yeah. best really, lip lock. Yeah, baby. it was very, I just remember that moment was very iconic did in the also, cultural lexicon. Did they also win the kids choice award for best kiss. I don't know. They won one of the best kiss ones. And also something that I noticed while I was watching that might not mean anything to you two, but, uh, Dan from one tree hill is the mom's like former wrong side of the tracks lover and i weird dad from one tree the dad whose like heart gets stolen by a dog um (laughs) and who sucks wait what yeah oh my god you don't know about that we'll have to show you this no i didn't watch one tree hill but a dude's heart gets stolen by a dog like literally (laughs) or like no it's like he is he is getting a heart transplant and they're in the hospital and like somehow the like the cooler that's holding the heart gets like knocked down and the heart falls off and then a dog like goes and picks it up and then it's like unusable and it's like a very dramatic why moment. A, why is there a dog in an operating room? I don't remember. It's like in the waiting room or something. Anyway, I'll show you the clip after we're done it's, recording. It's known as one of the most. I'm not done with my trivia. T- <laughs> they did a whole oral history like article about it too. I can't remember who published that, but look it up. It's very funny. Um, but anyway, he, but also I think it's funny that he is in this because on One Tree Hill they also have a whole like minor plot line of a girl showing the notebook to her boyfriend and then like he cries and he gets very emotional at the end and then like later he tells his friends and they're all like oh she notebooked you and then like she goes and tells her friends and she's like yeah i notebooked him and i'm like ah but dan and dan is in that movie it's like all it's like full circle it's funny so i thought that was fun Uh, this one's for you one tree hill fan yeah you liked the chad michael murray reference before hopefully you like the dan reference now paul johansson who it's turns out is a very lovely man in real life he plays a horrible man on tv though (laughs) good actor (laughs) yeah honestly um should our tiktok just be us talking about the dog heart scene (laughs) and not about the notebook uh i don't think so um is that all the trivia we got yeah that's all the trivia all right well that closes out our latchkey to my heart month i didn't do so hot during this month but i think overall we watched some fun movies overall we all win yes absolutely um i think the hardest because he watched two new movies that he loved yeah great discovered two new favorite movies (laughs) i mean i had never seen any of these movies that's also fun you haven't seen never been kissed before this wow no, wow. I had only seen like bits, like I said, bits, bits and, and pieces. pieces. I guess this is the plight of the youngest child, right. where it's like he was only catching glimpses. I walk into you guys <laughs> watching the movie. Yeah, we weren't like, do you want to watch a movie? Let's grab Gray. It's let's watch a movie. He'll catch up. 
I think it's it was like partly that and also partly like Gray being like, I don't want to watch a girl movie. As he creeps into the playroom, like, oh well, there's nothing better to do. <laughs> Anywho, so we will not be picking a movie at the end of this episode because next week we are doing our Marchy Kate and Ashley draft. Mary Kate and Ashley movies only. I'm so stoked for this upcoming month. Um I guess are appropriate for children will be coming back, but I'm also open to, I'm open to making that a swinging category depending on the theme of the month. So we can talk about it. I don't know, because I think all of Mary Kay and Ashley movies are pretty child friendly. So who knows? I mean, also, I could be wrong. Who knows? Would... So we're not keeping romance score <laughs> into the uh, March Kate and Ashley? I don't think we should. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. But yeah, so also, um, just as a reminder, I don't think I said this at the end of Dirty Dancing, but just make sure to look out for our Instagram stories every Friday to vote on whether you think uh, the defending Sib should get an extra point or lose a point. We might start introducing a stay the same option as well if we can figure out Instagram polls, TBD, check out, just look out for our Instagram stories on Fridays. And that is at Latchkey Sibs on Instagram. That is also how you can find us on Twitter and on TikTok. You can email us at latchkeysibs at gmail.com. Also, I believe I mentioned this a couple episodes ago, but I think for sure by now this should be out. I am a guest on a podcast called My Pop Five with Ryan. Okay, I'm also now realizing I've never said your last name out loud before. Ryan Rael, Rael. I'm so sorry, Ryan, if you're listening to this. But it's a podcast where we talk about five pop culture things that have like inspired my life and that's what all the guests do on it so you should go over and check that out it was a very fun time um but yeah until next week for our marchy kate and ashley draft that's all we got for you guys today goodbye goodbye bye In all the old familiar places That this heart of mine embraces All day